Hi, this is Dr. Stephen Jones, and today I want to talk about how to help your student overcome learning loss. Now, this last um, two years, year and a half, it's been really crazy out there in terms of the student's ability to get information so that they can learn. And I think that one of the important things to consider is what is going on with the students? What has their life been like? And, and, and taking time to have conversations with them, to get their stories, to get their experiences, to understand why, you know, maybe they were online and there was a lot that they didn't get and to kind of, you know, pull them, you know, you might need to do some testing just to get a, a base understanding of where the students are, are at. And I will say often when students move from one grade to the other, the teachers don't talk to each other about where the students were at. I think even more so now we're going to have to have those conversations about where students are at or where um, students have experienced the need to actually take a year back to go back to seventh grade because they really didn't learn anything in that year and having conversations with the parents. Um, most schools will, at the beginning of the year, have those conversations with parents, have a parent's night, but that needs to be a part of the conversation. What's been going on? Let's get a base idea of the experiences of our students over the year and then also our teachers being sensitive to what how they've been able to instruct whether they have a sense from what they've been giving to the students that they've moved forward uh, maybe they normally would teach a year's worth of information but they had to reduce that to get it to the students to get them to engage with the knowledge that they were trying to share so i guess my word is sensitivity uh, being available and open and gathering information being that early researchers so that we can understand how much learning loss has going on. Um, not to just dive in. This is the way we've always taught 8th grade. This is the way we've always taught 10th grade. This is the way we've always taught 3rd grade. But considered that students have had a different, different experience and that we want to conquer the best that we can, the learning loss that happened and bring them up to speed with where they need to be. So that's going to involve innovative teaching and and professional development should be in that direction how can we innovate how can we enhance instruction in such a way that it brings students along how can we use more creativity um, in what students are learning how can we use more hands-on experiences in what they're learning so that they can be more engaged with the process and then we're going to have to certainly increase reading and when I say reading, I don't always mean the typical books. Uh, we can find ways to get students other books, e-books, um, you know, audio books that we can engage the students with. So just that, don't think of reading from one perspective. Think of it from the perspective that I need to give them several different ways that they can increase their reading. They can increase their vocabulary and they can apply what they're learning. We it typically, I remember being back in elementary school, we were um, learning all these words and definitions, but we weren't applying them to anything. So it was just like memorizing words and definitions. But I think it's better when I know the word, the definition, and I apply it to something. So finding ways to make that happen throughout the week, throughout the day, in their own learning environment, uh, creating sentences, for example, that have to do with their own learning environment and the word that they're trying to define. 
So being more creative in that, I think, is is helpful. Um, they did some studies where they found that students that read at least an hour and a half a day, they, they're the ones who are earning A's and B's in their classes. So we need to find ways to increase their overall reading, their overall experience of that. And then you want to, you know, there's always kind of students who are unique leaders in your school. And what can you do with them to help them to lead in their classes, to lead the other students toward recovering this learning loss? They can be partners um, in that and making the school a special place, a special place of, of growth. Uh, intellectually, emotionally, socially, all those things should be happening for them. And that that principal, that vice principal, that student um, that feels greeted when they come in the door, that feels welcome, that feels this is a place like home where they can get the knowledge that they need, they'll be more excited, they'll be more engaged with the process of learning. You might need to hire a learning specialist, even if it's not a full-time person, a part-time person. You might need to have someone that uh, comes online with you, and you know they're kind of your coach and just uh, looking at learning, looking at different methods to get gather information so that you can structure good programming in your school. I think it's worth the investment at this time to get the the uh, opportunity for your school to implement the best learning strategies from someone that's professional in that area as well. Uh, get help from local libraries. A lot, of, a lot of schools, unfortunately, don't have libraries like they used to have them. Uh, or, But uh, there are local libraries in your community. There are um, your city library, your county library. And partner with them. Find out what they're doing um, to provide instruction, provide uh, good reading opportunities, what stories they're having going on, what visitors they're having come to give presentations. Maybe the visitors that are coming to the library can also come to your school and have an assembly where they're you know, and giving out their books. Um, so think creatively about how you can sit down with the library and, and get their uh, their knowledge and their their sense of where students are at, what they didn't learn and what they need to learn. And I think it's really important at this time of looking at where students are at um, academically that we really, you know, make sure that we're really positive, that um, as leaders, as the teachers, as the principal, vice principal, that we are positive in our own attitude. We have a negative expectation. The students feel our energy. The students feel our enthusiasm as educators. When we come into a room, are we um, not expecting them to achieve, not expecting them to grow, not expecting them to move forward? No, we are the ones that can give them uh, excitement. I know there's a principal I talk to every morning. She comes online with enthusiasm and excitement about the day and what's going to happen and how the school is going to grow. Um, and and do great things and just acknowledging the accomplishments of the students uh, throughout the year is so so important Um, that gets that gets um, your school in a place where uh, students see that they can do great things and no matter what age whether elementary school uh, middle school or high school students love to be acknowledged they love to be um part of something that is positive so find ways um, it may be you know through 
activities that are after school. It may be through your sports programs, the band, whatever it is. Be the cheerleader of all those things. Be the, the person that's encouraging all those things to, to, to give the sense that we're back to normal. We're back to normal, but we're also innovating back to normal. We're not considering that we're going to do it the same way that we've always done it. We're going to do some new and innovative things that would create enthusiasm within the school. Then work to be creative with mathematics. There's um, uh, different ways that math can be instructed and math is the most significant indicator of how a student will do in college. So if we know that we can enhance and strengthen students' math skills, maybe it is tutoring, maybe it's a special software that you're using with your students. Now we've gone to a place where, yes, we are using computers. We are listening to webinars and seminars. Are there creative, innovative apps that you can use in mathematics with all your students? Uh, Maybe there are competitions that you can have with mathematics. But be the person that is looking at, wow, you know, these students didn't learn a lot in math. We need to test them and see where they're at and then bring them up, you know, bring them up by using innovative methods that you haven't used before. Um, There are a lot of math experts at your local colleges. Call on them, you know, call on the the math faculty, call on the math departments at local universities, get their information, get their ideas of what can be done to enhance math, to strengthen math in your school. It, It will be worth the investment of your time to make sure that your math is sound and that students can feel confident in that area. It's a great, great investment. Um, have, a, have a plan that involves everyone. It's not too late uh, to have a plan to develop a plan. and It may be an ongoing plan. So every week we're having conversations about some of the things that we desire to make happening within the school. And then we're assessing whether we're moving that direction. Um, we're using some smart goals around that, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, timeable. You're having smart goals as part of your school and making sure that every week you're making progress. And you're seeing you're whittling away at that learning loss. You're fighting away at that learning loss. You're cutting it off and bringing students up into the place where they need to be. And then as a college administrator, I'm really concerned about it because you know, we're going to be sending students off to college who we know are already behind, who we know didn't get everything that they needed to get. College is going to do their job. They're going to admit students to their college. Uh, I assure you of that. But I am concerned about whether students will come out with a diploma at the end if they haven't received a sufficient foundation to be able to learn at a higher level when they get to college. So your students might need then additional instruction. You might need to get um, additional opportunities for them to come in uh, or stay around after school and have this additional instruction, additional programming. Um, You may need to implement some additional courses that you've never had at your school. That would be awesome to implement those courses that will help the students to move forward. You know, maybe you only had, um, you know, pre-calculus in your school. Now you're going to implement another pre-calculus class that just maybe goes at a different pace so that you have students growing um, as they go along. They're not stuck. And that's that's the goal. It, the goal is to unstuck, get unstuck from where we've been at, from what the students have not learned, from what they have not obtained. 
And uh, one of the things that I've done is, you know, I've written this book, Seven Secrets of How to Study. And I think that that would be, this would be a great tool for your students to work on their learning loss. This, you know, Seven Secrets of How to Study is easy, easy for middle school, high school students to kind of look at what they're doing in the area of, you know, reading their books uh, for comprehension and preparing for tests and being more organized and managing their time and how to stop procrastinating. Those are all the things I try to put into this workbook that students are using. Uh, schools are using their Title I funds or funds from the federal government um, and other, because we've been getting this additional funds from the, the government. Uh, they've been using that. Uh, so just taking advantage of the resources and getting this book into the hands of your students is critical. So you can go to my website, which is drjonesbooks.com, and you'll see the students uh, section at the top of it and click on that. It'll take you to the book so you can get that. But I think you know it's my passion to ensure that students are successful. So I want you to get that book. And then You know, think about, you know, more after school programs, parents are looking for things for their children to do to increase their learning and and get over their learning loss. You are the one as the leader of the school, as a teacher of the school, as a specialist, as a counselor, everyone coming together to fight against this learning loss. So these students can go out into um, post-secondary education and do wonderful things. But we're all part of this. We all are the ones that are going to fight this and make this and overcome this. So I just wanted to give you some tips and strategies. Uh, I am on LinkedIn. I have my own uh, page now. It's a business page called SAJ uh, Publishing and Education Services. There's a business page on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm starting a newsletter. So if you go to my website, uh, drjonesbooks.com, you can you know, then click on and join my newsletter. I want you to get that. You know, I'm not going to do it every week. <laughs> I'm going to get it out there to you once a month. But I want you to take advantage of that. And also, you can reach me by email at stephenjoness at rcn.com. Or um, you can certainly call me at 610-842-3843. And have a wonderful day.